You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Happy Mother's Day, Mom, and to my mom, who's sitting right over there. So what a joy it is. Hey, take your Bibles, if you will, and open up to Matthew chapter 6. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and just been going through this study. We've been looking through this series called Living a Dream, and uh, uh, we're continuing that series. We're going to add a little mom flavor to what we're talking about. If you don't have a Bible with you and you like one, our wonderful ushers are walking down the aisle. You can just wave at them, and they'd be happy to give you a loaner Bible. Uh, you can borrow that and look at that while you're going through this time and leave it at your seat when, we're, when you're done. But uh, I also encourage you to, uh, as you're sitting there, to take out of uh, your worship folder that's there. Inside there, there's a couple of things. One is a connections card. Someone will be telling you what to do with that later, but you can put your name on it if you want to start with that. And then there's a lot of announcements inside here, things you want to gather, what's going on. But what I want you to take out is this outline that's there. There's some blanks to fill in. Uh, the blanks uh, answers will be up on the screen as we go through. But I also want to encourage you at the end of the service, out in the lobby area, there are these study guides. These also have the answers to them. Matter of fact, we didn't just put just the answers to them. We listed all the different Bible verses that we're going to talk about this morning are all on here so you can get them down. Now, some people have asked, Mike, you give so many Bible verses. I said, yeah, that's because we're teaching out of the Bible. Um, and there's a lot of things, the Bible has a lot of things to say. So if you want to know what those verses are, they're written down here and that. But on the other side of that is our study guide. And this is a, a, a lot of our life groups, our small groups use this study guide throughout the, for, for their specific time. Uh, but also you can use it for personal studies to kind of go through this, keep it in your Bible and fold it in half and go through that as you want to. Uh, life groups and uh, small groups is really important part of our church and, and we want people to get involved in them. If you want to try one out, there's one here that meets on uh, Tuesday at 7 o'clock, one that I help lead and, and, and be a part of. And so if you want to come to that, it's open to anybody who would like to come check us out. You feel free to do that. But I do encourage you to think about, if you haven't already in one, then get involved in a, in a life group. But uh, as a video talked about, you know, we do see a lot in mom uh, and, and, uh, and uh, happy Mother's Day to your mom. Uh, but also if you are a mom, God bless you today. We know we each know at least one mom. Amen. <laughs> Some of you are thinking, well, wait, do I know a mom? Let me think. Yeah, your mom, right? And many are a true reflection of God. Moms are great. And moms do a lot. Someone compiled a list of all the jobs moms hold. Housekeeper. Facilities manager. Plumber. We needed a plumber today. The men's bathroom, something happened in there. I don't know. Just ask a mom. She can probably fix it. Uh, uh, chef. Nutritionist with an acute knowledge of allergies. Computer operator and tech support, even for the latest gadgets. Janitor, entertainer, director, driver, caregiver, nanny, EMT, that's emergency medical technician. Events coordinator, they're triage, <laughs> moms are. Uh, event coordinator, accountant, gardener, waitress, personal shopper, nursemaid, teacher, counselor, administrator, hairdresser, I should put conflict manager in there as well, <laughs> dental hygienist, dog walker, project manager, artist, scientist, travel agent, security guard, interior design, and giver of selfless love. That's mom. Moms do a lot. Actually, um, salary.com calculated a mom's yearly pay. 
Can you guess what it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's a lot. Uh, a mom, if if you were to hire out uh, what a mom and what a mom's salary should be, it should be an annual salary of hundred and twelve thousand dollars a year. And the moms are going, where is it? <laughs> we give it back in love. And today, hopefully somewhere there's something where for about ninety plus hours a week. I think it's a lot more than 90 hours a week. It's like 24-7, but truly priceless. Um, The truth is moms rarely sleep, bouncing from kid to kid and balancing family and and the uh, many, and even many have careers. And if there's one thing that mom needs is rest. I I saw this uh, uh, commercial, um, and I'm not even sure what the commercial was for, but uh, it was portraying this young mom with uh, uh, two little kids, and they were fighting. She was, you know, intervening, all this kind of stuff. And, they, and you could just tell she was just exasperated. And she just finally, you know, she just needed a break. So she went in the bathroom, shut and locked the door, and just, just to get a moment of herself. And the kids are, you know, they're putting their fingers under the door. They're knocking at the door, Mom, Mom. You know, and she can never catch a break. But moms need a break. We all need a break. Matter of fact, rest is really important. Taking a, bra- a break, a pause, a breather between weightlifting sets for, an, sets for an exercise. Rest is where muscle is built. Rest is important. Jesus understood the need for rest in our stress-filled world. That's why he said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The reality is God created us with the need for rest based on God's rest from creation in Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. God looked at all and he rested on that seventh day. God doesn't need to rest because he's God. (laughs) He's infinitely more powerful and has ultimate energy and never needs to rest. But giving us example to rest so that we might rest is because we're not God and we need to rest. And so... It is commanded in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 to 10, to work into our week a Sabbath, a a rest, a pause, a moment where we stop doing what we're doing and focus in on God. Our well-being and function is not to, to go full throttle and never stop or to pull back and never do anything, but to work hard and to find times of rest physically, emotionally, intellectually, socially, and spiritually rest in Christ. Jesus said in John 16, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. That's that tranquil rest in him. In the world you will have tribulation. You will have unrest. Take heart, Jesus says, I've overcome the world. Jesus is and can be that source of peaceful rest for our lives. Jesus is our all-sufficient Savior where our deep needs are met in Him. And if one, one thing we've been talking about this whole series of living the dream, uh, meeting those deep needs in our life, it's not found in other things. Those deep needs of life where we're truly living the dream are found in Christ, in Christ alone. And yet what's interesting in our world of stress and activity and this fear of boredom We feel that we need constant entertainment or notable and thrilling experiences to bring us what rest really provides, rejuvenation, 
revitalization, that recalibration and that readiness to take on a new week. We're pulled by the allure that this rest in, in our lives comes with more movies, more music, those TV series, Netflix, concerts, thrilling moments, adventurous experiences. And though they are fun, they will not meet that deeper settling need for peace and serenity and calm. Jesus challenged his disciples and really us from Matthew, our text today, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, uh, to seek what we need and what we're looking for in him, that truly living the dream is found in Christ and in Christ alone. And so let's take a pause and, and, and delve into Jesus' teaching as we discover two rest-producing attitudes to living the dream in matters of entertainment and experience. So why don't you, before you uh, get into this, let's, let's all put your notes aside and stand up for a minute and let's pray. You know, like I said, if there's one thing that moms need is rest. And that's hopefully what today is for them, uh, that we can give them, we can provide for them a pause, a moment where we just kind of take aside different things and we focus in on them a little bit. Maybe it's a card, maybe it's a flower, maybe it's a gift, maybe it's something that we focus in. And, and in life, it's a great picture of what we should do with resting in Christ. We should take a moment, take a pause, maybe even write in our journal, maybe even give him the gift of our life and just rest in him because in the him is this beautiful sense of peace that we need, we desperately need. Let's pray. Father, thank you for just the opportunity to be here this morning and to, on this great Mother's Day as we honor moms and thank you for their great example. What a portrait of you we see. But also in this tradition, we see the opportunity to pull aside and to focus in on you, Jesus, and to give uh, you that moment where we can take a rest in you. And so, Lord, I'm asking that you would teach us and challenge us and encourage us even in our own lives about rest and that we wouldn't be off seeking these to fill all these things with our lives so full but that we take the moment the pause the the time to focus in on you and even this morning we pray in your son's name amen have a seat and keep out your outlines as we walk into through this this morning jesus followers his disciples were all into living the dream to fulfilling that those dreams that they had in life and they got it that jesus is the key they knew that jesus had the answer for what they were they had the question of life about and they wanted to seek him but the the problem is they were more trying to get their own dreams accomplished using jesus as kind of a lucky charm or lucky rabbit's foot and maybe if i were hang out with jesus i'd i'd get something off of that and they wanted their dreams to be accomplished, like their dreams politically. These disciples, these followers put their hope in Jesus to bring out their dream of overwhelming, the overwhelming oppression from the Roman government. Matter of fact, you, you seem to see that on the triumphal entry, they were thinking Jesus was coming to, to usurp Rome then. Instead, Jesus had a, a different dream, a greater dream for them. Power was another of the disciples' dreams. These guys struggled with power. <laughs> uh, if you had James and John called the sons of thunder, 
they were asking Jesus to be on their right and left. Matter of fact, they even, they even, even, their mom even got involved. One of their moms came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, come on, can one of my boys, you know, sit next to you and be, be top in the kingdom and, and you know, give, gives a whole new meaning to helicopter mom or tiger mom. I don't know what you'd call an Israeli intense mom, but, uh, um, but it, you know, going for bat for their kids and, and wanted them to have power. And yet Jesus, who did miracle, he had power. Maybe they thought some of that would rub off on them. You see, that dream of power is empty, but yet what Jesus wants to experience is the power of God. Popularity could have been another dream because tons of people were following Jesus and these, these disciples, these guys were his boys. And yet Jesus had a dream for them and has a dream for us to, to really find our acceptance in him. Now some of the disciples got it right away. Maybe John. But they all did as they soaked in Jesus' teaching. And all through scripture you see these magnificent teachings of of Christ. Even in the beginning of our chapter that we're looking at, chapter 6, if we were to study the whole thing, we'd look at verses 1 to 4 as it talks about the challenge that don't live rightly just to be noticed, but yet live with integrity, even when no one is looking, and be generous in that, because that is the quality of life we're called up to. And in verses 5 to 18, it's a call to prayer and to fasting as, as key disciplines of our faith. That, that, that it just like exercise, you know, you want to uh, run faster, so you have running exercises you do. If you want to be spiritual, this, getting involved in prayer and being involved in fasting, those are two spiritual exercises. You don't gain more righteousness by doing that, but you certainly gain a closeness of God by learning how to pray and and that intenseness of, of fasting, giving up so that you can focus more on God. And that's really what rest is all about, is giving up a little bit so you can focus on God. And all over Scripture teaches us these things. And, and uh, um, we are to read and take time to take a pause, take a moment, and, and let the Word of God soak in that we can know more about Jesus and grow in Him. And the disciples like us were not experiencing the rest, that inner peace that we long for. They were anxious. Anxiety is that sense of unrest inside. And they thought that rejuvenation and revitalization was adding the right elements, like we do now with entertainment and awesome experiences. We live in a world that is entertainment-obsessed. I mean, if you just got onto your phone, don't do it now, or your iPad or whatever, and Google in entertainment obsession, you would just hit a long line of psychological studies and, and uh, articles in psychological journals and sociologist journals, all about how we are so obsessed with entertainment. We've got to be active in something going on, music in, something happening all the time, because we're afraid of Quiet. We even think it's awkward when all of a sudden, how come he's not talking? We don't, we, we, it's awkward for us. And, and, and we find that we have to be constantly having something in intake of some kind. And yet, thinking that this entertainment, this amazing adventure will somehow fill that deeper needs, and yet what they're finding in all these psychological studies and all these sociological studies 
that it actually has a damaging effect if done too much. Too much screen time adds weight, decreases creativity, produces a self-focus. It skews our values because we, don't, we, we, we continue to look, look on the screen for, for reality and we think that we should have not just a real relationship, we want a relationship like in the movie. <laughs> we want that, you know, when we see that certain someone coming down the aisle, we want cue the music and, and have it go in slow motion. <laughs> We don't want the reality of something uh, that happens. We want it to happen like it happens in a movie. And it skews our, our values and, and doesn't promote healthy conflict resolution. We think that, you know, it's like a, a sitcom and uh, there's a huge conflict and it actually gets solved within, you know, 27 minutes or however long commercials are in that. And more, it doesn't do what we think it does. And see, we think we can, that, that this uh, entertainment and... Uh, Activity, this game, this event, this concert, this experience with cool people will bring deep rest for our souls. Now, having uh, um, fun is not bad. Having fun is great. As a matter of fact, uh, Solomon said, and, and some of you students will want to write this verse down. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 12, it says, Too much study is wearisome. Because it is. <laughs> I spent this last weekend studying my brains out for my class coming up. Proverbs, yeah, but Proverbs 17, 22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushing spirit dries at the bones. So recreation and entertainment, fun sports are, are great. But if we're looking to entertainment and amazing experience to fill that deeper need instead of Jesus, we've now made entertainment and that experience an idol. And remember, we're not to have idols before God, as Exodus 20 verse 3 says. So Jesus challenges his disciples' thinking and and ours, helping us to look at him for peace and rest, the rest we all long for and need. The first challenge is to treasure, this is in your notes, treasure Christ and rest. So let's look at our text here in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. It says this. We'll just read the first few verses, then we'll walk through this together. Jesus speaks here. He says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Get this last verse. If you have a Bible, underline it. Even if you're borrowing one, underline it. Someone's got to see this and know this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The heart is the key influencer of our life. And what we choose to treasure, what we choose to value, what we choose to focus our eyes, focus our attention on, is what influences us. That's why Jesus says in the very next verse, in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. In other words, what you focus on, that's what's going to come into your life. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And if you focus on the light of life, if you focus on Christ, that will fill your life in that way. But if your eye, verse 23, is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you, is darkness. How great is the darkness? Your focus matters. If our attention, our treasure is set on Jesus, who he is, what he has done, his dreams for our life, 
we will have that rejuvenating rest. Uh, King David got that when he penned Psalm 62 verses 1 and 2. It says, For God alone my soul waits in silence. Not God and, not this neat entertainment I have, not this neat activity I'm doing, but God alone my soul waits in silence. For from him comes my salvation. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. David, King David, went through incredible struggles. His life was a, a roller coaster of issues in his life. Sometimes he was really excited about God. Other times he was in the, in the pits. Remember, he even describes himself in Psalms. I'm in a pit and I can't get out. And David messed up big time. He had other idols that he had set in his way of God, but he kept coming back. He kept coming back knowing that God alone his soul waits in silence for. He continued to learn how great God is and took time, moments, and you see that in the Psalms as he took time, as he penned those Psalms, writing those Psalms out for us that we all enjoy from. Many of the Psalms in your Bible are written by David because he took time, he made time to get away and be with God. And we should too. Treasuring Christ is setting aside time taking a moment, taking a pause, setting aside time and saying, I'm gonna, just going to be silent with God. I'm just going to read a verse and just think about it. I'm just going to take a moment, maybe even take some planning that and go somewhere where it's beautiful. You can look at the creation and be inspired by God, but it's taking that moment. That means not doing other things and focus on Jesus. That's why, what God's intent was for when he established Sabbath. This time to stop and pause and to focus on God. Mark 2, 27, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. You see, the Pharisees, the, the religious right had got it all mixed up. They had thought that if I obey this Sabbath law and you know, set aside all these things and make sure that everything's right and do all this kind of thing, that then I'll somehow be righteous because of that action. And yet, no, 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 that wasn't the idea. The Sabbath was made for man because we need it. Because you know what? You're gonna just going to put pedal to the metal, full throttle, all of you. Because that's, that's our human sinful side does that. It just goes, ah, head down. Make it happen. Lean forward. Just add one more thing in the day. I got so many things on my list of stuff to do. Man, I'm the worst at that. I have always things. And that the problem is I, I never get to world peace or world hunger. It just is always on the list. Maybe tomorrow I'll accomplish it. <laughs> but, but we have this, this drive that we have to keep doing and doing and doing and we do all week and then we go, ah, I hit the weekend, I gotta do more. Now it's just entertainment and, and thrilling experiences and yet we're not soaking in God and we're not pausing because we get out of tune. We get out of focus. We need revitalization, recalibration, rejuvenation. And that comes from taking time to to pull away from the week of toil and work and recreate, recreate. Being reminded how amazing God is and enjoying the treasure of Jesus. And the thing is, I love, love what Josh said about being in community because we are a, a community and we need to help each other in this. We need to help each other uh, uh, 
take care of each other and watch out for each other. And notice when we're not taking a rest and encourage them and help them out. You know, it's a, it's a fun thing. Uh, um, we have a lot of moms and young moms in our church, and uh, um, we have some single moms too. I remember somebody made this phrase. They said, how much does the world weigh? Ask a single mom. And yet we're a community that need to help. Matter of fact, every time we do a baby dedication here, uh, at least when I'm doing it, I, I, I say some things to the parents, you know, do you promise to raise up this child in the training and instruction of the Lord? And they say yes. And then I turn to the congregation. Some of you have been here and seen this. And I say, now, this is not only a commitment to them, it's a commitment to us as a church family. And I make a joke about this, but I'm serious about it. Look, I, I tell the couple, look, here are all these free babysitters. All out here. Serious. We need to help each other out. There's some grandparents here who have no grandkids yet who need kids to watch. So that, that's why it's so important to be like in a life group or be in some kind of community connection where you can understand that and say, hey, can I, I'll, I'll watch your kids for a bit. I'll help you out a little bit. And we need to help each other find that rest together and walk along each other and be sensitive and, and say, hey, you know, I'll take your kids and give you a moment and you take my kids and I'll take a longer moment. No, but... but <laughs> But to be able to share together with that and encourage that. And I hope today for, for you moms that, that that's, uh, that's possible. And you have a moment where you can just take a pause and let someone else do the work. Um, and those of you who have your moms around and, and, and have an availability, or if you don't, you know, find a mom. <laughs> that's the great thing about Jesus is that, you know, when he was, um, we talked about this a few weeks ago. When uh, Jesus' mom and his brothers were trying to come get him because they thought Jesus was crazy. And, uh, and Jesus was there with a bunch of his followers, and he was talking to them, and, and, they, and they came in, Jesus, your mom and your brothers are outside. Uh, and he goes, and pauses and said, hey, this is my mother's and my brother's, because we're in community. And though you may not be a mom today, maybe you want to be, and you, you, you're, th- this day is horrible for you, because you're only reminded of something of that. Shift that around. Knowing that God is with you and, and maybe you can be a surrogate mom for somebody else. Maybe you can be that wonderful sister to another person and, and be involved in that because we live in community and we, we need to share with each other. There are some people in our congregation that, are, that go through tremendous things and they should never go through that alone. You know that? That's why it's so important to be together and we need to help each other in that regard. And to rest is to set our hearts on the Lord not on constant entertainment or thrilling experience. It's its concentrated focus on Jesus, who he is, what he has done, how he wants us to live, and, and God's word is full of that. Now, yes, entertainment is great and part of a Sabbath rest, but it's still Jesus who brings peace. For Jesus settles our soul first with dealing with our sin. We can't have that true rest in God because of sin. The, the Bible says that there's an expanse. Uh, Isaiah says there's a distance between us and God because we're sinful and God's not. And there's nothing we can do to fix our own sin condition. That's a real predicament to be in because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all have that distance. And so there's an there's a enmity, there's a strife between us and God, just like when you have a conflict with a friend and, or, or a family member or mom. There's just that doesn't feel right and you need to fix it, but you can't fix this one. That's why we need a savior. That's why Jesus came. He came to pay the penalty for our sin on the cross. He died and paid the penalty for our sin. He rose again, proving that it's true. He did pay the penalty for our sin. And now all we need to do is believe that. Belief is that understanding saying, I get it. I'm sinful. I need a savior. 
and I want to enter into that restful peace of God. I know when I receive the Lord, that, that sense of peace came into my soul and it made such a difference. And it's like, ah, oh, it just felt so refreshing to know that I didn't have that strife with God any longer. When that peace is instilled with us, we now are to, to recognize that we have all we need in Jesus. I love how 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5 put it. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves. In other words, we don't have this live in the dream in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is in Christ, is in God, in Christ. That all we have, that, 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 that everything that we need for life and godliness is found in Christ. I love how 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. That's Jesus. That is why it is through Him we utter our amen. That word means so be it to God for His glory. All the promises, all the, the, the Old Testament whole points all to Jesus. And the amen is that meaning that confirmation that Jesus has his life, his teaching, his resurrection, all prove Jesus as our sufficiency and should be the one influencer in our life. See, we can't have two influences, two masters we serve. Verse 24 of our text, Jesus says it really clearly. No one can, have, can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve, and then you get specific, both God and money. You can just put anything in that word money. You can't serve both God and self. You can't serve both God and popularity. You can't serve both God and success. You can't serve both God and always having wanted to, to get your rest through other things. You can't serve that. It's just God, and, and it really comes down to the choice of our will. Treasuring Jesus is not automatic. The current of this world is swiftly moving to, hey, depend upon yourself. But by treasuring Christ, we will find that re-energizing rest we need, and we'll be living the dream. It's a process. It's a process that starts with a step, and a continued step towards this last point here, trust in Christ and rest. So let, let's walk through his teachings as he talks about that. Verse 25. Therefore, and the reason that therefore is therefore is because of what is said before that. In other words, that don't lay up yourself treasures in heaven. Notice that when you focus on something, that's what's going to really fill your life. And you can't serve two masters. It's going to be God or nothing at all. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you eat or what you should drink, nor about your body, what you should put on. Is life more than food and the body more for clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? The answer to that is yes. You are more valuable than anything. You're worth a son to, Jesus, to God. That's valuable. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? Anxious is that inner turmoil, non-rest. Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they, 
They need to toil and spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, Solomon, uh, we talked about him earlier, the wisest man that ever lived besides Jesus and the, mo- and the richest one. His palace was so incredibly decorated with these beautiful gold and sapphires and just different uh, things from all over the world. It was like a, a wonder of the world how amazing it was. You'd walk into that palace and just be taken by the beauty of the place. Even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? O you who little have little trust in Jesus. O you who just, you know, you're just not giving all yourselves over to the trust of God enough. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, those who have no idea of God, seek after these things. And your heavenly Father knows what your need is, that you have need of these things. See, it's not found in in more entertainment and great adventures. That's where anxiety is built. But the peace is found here. Verse 33, but seek first, first, foremost, the first step, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, not when there's time, not if it's convenient, not, well, you know, I got to get all my other things done, then I'll seek God. No, it says seek first The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is Christ on the throne, Christ in the center place, Christ in the the focal point of life. And all these things, all the things that we worry about and get anxious over, uh, that we experience such unrest with, will all be put in their place, will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day, is its own trouble. I love how the Living Bible puts verse 34. It says, um, each day has enough trouble of its own. <laughs> Therefore, live one day at a time with seeking Jesus first, taking those moments of rest. It gets down to, do you really trust Jesus? Or do you trust more in a real cool experience or some entertainment to bring you what Jesus should. Don't make an idol out of entertainment or amazing experiences. Sure, enjoy all the great entertainment that is out there. And there's wonderful things. I mean, you think of Southern California as one of the entertainment capitals of the world. I mean, we've got mountains, desert, oceans. We've got all kinds of things to explore. We've got major theme parks. We've got beautiful uh, gardens and all kinds of things to be involved in. Yes, enjoy those and be involved in those. But don't make this good thing the ultimate thing. Jesus wants you to experience rest. So take that moment with him. I love how he even gives that example in Mark chapter 6, verses 17 to 31. John the Baptist had just been murdered And these people were struggling, great unrest. And Jesus pulls them aside and says, come, let's go away. Let's go away and rest. The 23rd Psalm says the Lord is our shepherd and that he is leading us beside still waters for rest. 
Psalm 37, 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in his, in his way, over the man who carries out evil desires. But each of us are to trust in Jesus, to trust in Jesus enough to find rest in him. I love Psalm 46, 10. It says, be still. Be still and know that I am God. God says, I will be exalted among nations. I will be exalted in the earth. It is in that stillness, those times of rest where we can know and experience God. Jesus said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Not through all the entertainment and activity. That's not where you're going to find that rejuvenation, recalibration, re-energization, all those kind of things. You're not going to find it there. It's in me. I, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Rest is that is to make space in our day, in our week, to take times to focus on Jesus who he is, what he's done, and how he wants you to live. The question is, will you? I love how Psalm 46 goes on in verse 8. It says, trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And if you look at the, the small Hebrew word that's right there, it's in, in most of your Bible should have this when you look at it. It's the word selah. Um, it's a Hebrew word. It's in the Psalms, you see it all the time. It's a word that means rest or pause. But it doesn't just mean rest or pause. It says rest, take a pause, and think about what was just said. See, the truth is we need some Selah in our life. We can't just boom, full throttle and go, 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 go. We need to take a moment, even if it's just a small moment. And I know some of you are busy like you wouldn't believe. I know I'm that way. I've got from one thing this week to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. I feel like I cannot stop, but I've got to stop. I've got to just take a moment, whether I have to go into the bathroom door, close it and lock it just for a moment. <sighs> like that young mom in that commercial. Because it's so important just to, and to not just be there, but be there and focus on the, amazing character of Christ who he is to you he's your savior he's your lord he's the one who loves you beyond imagine he's the one that that knows your name that we talked about last week that accepts you and is there for you to focus on how much you are loved that's where you'll be living the dream Like moms needs rest, we need rest. And today, hopefully, you will do a bit of helping a mom somewhere rest as we appreciate them. But also to consider to find where we find our own rest, to let it be Jesus as we treasure Christ and rest, as we trust in Christ and rest. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for the, just the great reality that you have provided for us a true rest in you, Jesus. And Jesus, thank you for the peace that we have through the giving of your life for us to have that connection with God. But also as you invade our life, you indwell us and, and you give us a peace that surpasses understanding. 
because we come to you. Help us to do that in our life, Lord. Help us to just take a pause, even if it's just a few moments, and to let you into our life. Quit trying to cram it full of one thing after another after another. And that check off of the list won't bring peace. Only you will. Thank you for that reality. We pray in your son's name.